Big red lips and long blonde hair, say come on baby. How you doing, folks? Ron Raymond here from the Ram Report for a Thursday. It is uh, Thursday, October 20th. Hope you have yourself a good start to your Thirsty Thursday. As always, don't forget, subscribe to our channel by tapping that notification bell in the top right-hand corner or hit the subscribe button below this video if you are using a mobile device. Today's podcast is brought to you by your friends right here at HockeyPicks.com. Sign up today and follow the top hockey pickers right here each and every day right here at HockeyPicks.com. And don't forget, you go 4-0 or better you will pick up a mini Stanley Cup and it goes into your profile and uh, you can collect those uh, cups and uh, you can be one of the top pickers right here at HockeyPicks.com Playoff Baseball is here. You can make your uh, baseball picks each and every day in the playoffs right here at BullpenPicks.com and BballPicks.com if you like basketball uh, the the, the forecast had a good night last night. In fact, the forecast since the beginning of the year at the ATS Stats, the computer forecast, 11-3 straight up. So why not take those picks and enter them today at bballpicks.com and don't forget you can always follow the top nfl handicappers right here at the world series of handicapping season number 11 this is a pro football contest and you can still sign up even though you can't win the yearly prize you can still win a weekly prize and that is a free one-year membership at atsstats.com all you got to do is go seven and or better pick the sides uh, or totals and you pick seven uh, games and if you uh, you go a perfect seven and oh during the week you will win a uh, one-year membership right here at atsstats.com and don't forget you can always count your parlays at parlaycalculator.com put in the number of the uh, the money line the figures and then you just uh, click on calculate and it'll tell you how much your parlay won and you can do that each and every day right here at parlaycalculator.com especially with college football college basketball underway and uh, if you get a lot of parlays you want to calculate them it takes a couple of seconds and uh, you'll get instant uh, uh, calculation of your payout right here at atscalculator.com and speaking of calculators don't forget we do have the ATS calculator at atscalculator.com and let's do the uh, the Monday night football game and I think we did this yesterday but I'll do it again today now today you got uh, Arizona hosting and uh, let me see here tonight in the um, Thursday night game you got uh, New Orleans hosting the Arizona Cardinals and let me uh, put in New Orleans right here if I can just find them uh where are they hey they're hiding on us <laughs> yeah they're hiding these days eh all right there's arizona and you can see the forecast does like the uh, the cardinals oh no the the saints it likes the saints tonight by 0.38 and you'll render line on 44.75 and you can use the calculator each and every day right here at atscalculator.com all right good morning good afternoon and good night wherever you are located on the world wide web my name is ron raymond i'm a five-time sports handicap champion based out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. It's an overcast day in the nation's capital, five degrees. It's getting a little nippy here in the uh, in the great white north. 
And uh, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, as you can see, I've uh, found a new tool in the toolbox and the sound uh, board. And a uh, little Mike Myers. That's because uh, my good friend, Ross the Boss Benjamin. Yeah, baby. <laughs> will be in the house today at the top of the hour. And Ross is going to talk uh, NFL today. And we're also going to crunch some numbers. So, Ross, as you know, has a uh, uh, great database that he keeps track of. And today we're going to talk some numbers in college football and the NFL. And it's uh, mostly on total. So keep an eye on that at the top of the hour where Ross the Boss Benjamin will come in and uh, we will talk some uh, some NFL college football. And today we do have a great show lined up for you guys here today. In fact, I forgot to print out my sheet, but that's okay. I got it right here on the website. And again, don't forget, if you're new to the Rain Report, all you got to do is uh, go to our YouTube channel. Or if you missed the uh, the live show, you can always catch the replay at the Rain Report on YouTube. So all you do is go to YouTube, type in Rain Report Sports Betting Podcast, and uh, you will get the show. And uh, also, you can get the show on your favorite uh, download device. Either it's Apple, Spotify, wherever you download your podcast, you can get the Rain Report each and every day right there where you download your favorite podcast. All right, let's get on with the show. We've got a great show lined up for you guys here today. And because Ross the Boss is coming in at the top of the hour, we're going to cut some um, some some chat time short. Eh? I know you guys like to, to, to hear me uh, rant sometimes, but uh, with Ross coming in at the top of the hours, I feel we need to uh, get all the NBA, NHL, MLB, and uh, we're going to do a couple of college football games, and uh, we got the NFL game tonight. All right, let's get to the EDDs, the everyday drills of the Ram Report, and uh, we do this each and every day. In fact, I uh, rebooted my computer, so I got to log back in so uh, bear with me one second and uh, let me see if the uh, the bullpen is uh, slowly coming in and uh, you can see it's a, it's a slow morning people must be off to work this morning and actually are we live uh let me see if we're live here uh yeah no we are live i just can't see people in the bullpen no not yet um how many uh, viewing all right 10 people viewing and uh, nobody's saying hi or good morning yet hey eh? what kind of what kind of morning are you guys having hey eh? hey eh? so you gotta say good morning to the uh, top of the morning and hopefully you guys are out there in the uh, internet land and on the show and uh, love to hear from you guys this morning all right uh, let me skip this let me get back to the uh, the dashboard right here and let me click on home and I should get the, there we go. All right, let's get to the uh, the sports betting golden rules 101 of sports betting. And uh, you can see each and every day we do the ADDs, the everyday drills. And what we do in this segment is we talk about the, the fundamentals of sports handicapping. Oh, we got uh, a spammer in the house right here. So we've got to take care of that. Uh, hide this user. There we go. Man, it's just, uh, these must be bots or something, right? I don't know how they, uh, they get them so quick. All right, uh, there we go. We got F for Fantastics in the house. Chris McIntosh. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Yeah, baby. Yeah, here they come. Here they all come. Hey, as you can see, I got a new soundbite. Hey, a little Mike Myers for you guys on the. uh, Actually, I got a good hockey one. I can't wait to show you guys the. uh, When we get into the hockey, the new hockey soundbite. I was doing a little bit of research yesterday and I said, you know what? I got to get more uh, hockey uh, soundbites here. Um, And Ben basketball. I got to get some basketball soundbites since we are in the uh, NBA season. Good game last night in Toronto, the Raptors and the uh, Cavaliers, and a great game in Memphis with the, uh, the Grizzlies and the, the New York Knicks. Thank God we had the, hey, hey what's one of the golden rules? Uh, rule number, I think it's two, never lay points, state the points. 
and bet the money line and that came in very handy yesterday in memphis tennessee all right value percentage play performance cycles player availability and we use a disciplined money management system that in the nutshell is the rain report you can get the rain report each and every day right here at the uh the website in fact if you go to the website we also have a free rain report yeah we do have a freebie and let's say if you go to nfl free nfl stats what's good about this section down here is the uh, stats and trends at the bottom if you scroll right down you can see that the new orleans saints as a road team before a non-division game coming off a four to seven point loss check this out wow i didn't even know this is like uh random 17 and three against the point spread 14 5 and 1 to the over so this is the type of information you get here at the rain report and again all you got to do is go to the uh, the menu bar go to free nfl free college football mlb and it's all right there at atsstats.com that's a pretty good stat right there there's uh, lee clark good morning lee hope you're having a uh, top of the morning top of the morning coach uh, william dryman and uh, is in the house good morning william yeah hey yeah baby yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, in, we're in here chatting away coach says uh, f for fantastic i'm slow still sipping my coffee says tongue-tied hey i love that hey it's uh and that's the the, the the part of the show being visual right you can sit down you can watch it. it's not like radio where you're listening and you're probably doing something else that's the the beauty of this show here you can just sit down have a coffee hey like our uh, our good friend uh, uh tongue-tied is doing right there or was it uh, one cream hey, i only take one cream no sugar there tongue-tied hey if we ever meet in the uh, <laughs> top of the morning telly and uh, Lori s is in the house and uh, morning team, let's uh, be attentive and ready for the pearls with Coach Ron and Ross the boss with the Saints and Pelicans here today. Yeah, we're going to talk about that game. And oh, there's my good friend, Bien Trabajo. Speaking of EDDs, the everyday drills, there's a uh, former uh, football player, a DB, because he, hey, we all know what DBs are, right? The receivers who can't catch. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Hey, 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 why are you doing that to me, Coach? Hey, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you dissing me like that? That's what, pain, uh, that's what the, uh, the receivers would say to me or the dbs would say austin power soundbite let's go baby yeah baby yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good one eh hey but uh, no bien travajo good to see you in the morning and uh haven't seen you in a while so it's good that you're on a thursday on a thirsty thursday easy coach easy <laughs> Hey, I'm picking up. I'm an offensive guy. You know, offensive guys, if you ever, you know, offensive guys and defensive guys, you know, we we always like to uh, rib each other, right? That's what we do. All right, um yeah, the Ten Commandments of Sports Betting. Easy, Coach. Easy there. Hey, easy, easy. Um, today on the show, you're going to hear me talk about A, B, and C type teams in the Ram Report. A type teams are uh, teams with a 60 or higher win percentage. B type teams are 50 to 59.9. And C type teams, you know the rules. No, you don't do that. Yeah, you don't bet on C type teams. 49.9 or lower. And uh, when you bet on C type teams expecting good things, well, um, <laughs> you, you got to be very, very careful. All right, speaking of careful, Austin Powers. Yeah, you like that? What's up, Bullpen? Says John X. And uh, sp speed never slumps, coach. Don't forget. <laughs> speed never slumps. I love it. Hey, I love it. You know, the one thing with um, DBs, you know, the quick hips, right? You got to be able to, you know, backpedal, flip the hips and uh, shadow that receiver getting the hey get in their pocket as they say hey bien i'm sure your db coach uh, taught you that make sure you're in his hip pocket hey you touch him hey but uh, i'll give you here's a little uh, football tip 101 
for the DBs out there, hey, this is what I, when I go to camps and I'm teaching, uh, uh, giving the tips on, on you know, even the DBs I'll help, hey, even though I'm an offensive guy. The one thing that we'll always tell the DBs is, let's say, you know, the, the, the running a nine route, which is a, a fade or a go, and, you know, they're running down the sidelines, and it's tough to, to you know, to, to be in the hip pocket and try to track the ball, right? But what you want to do is I always tell the, uh, the DBs, follow the receiver's eyes the the receiver's eyes are your eyes so when you look at that receiver and he's looking at the ball his eyes will get bigger when the ball arrives and then what you want to do is hook that arm right so a little uh a little uh, db tip 101 there for uh for bien travajo hey i i can dish out the love too here bien i know i took a little poke at you right there but i'm giving you some good i'm giving you i'm giving you uh football pearls this morning right those are good football pearls right there speed never slumps i love that that's a good one good morning coach good morning youtube and uh, i got a promotion at work changed my break hour i watched the replays and check discord when i can awesome good good stuff hey eh? a uh, good uh good on you and congratulations on that promo yeah baby yeah. Yeah. oh i got a feeling this soundbite's gonna get a lot of usage eh? i got a feeling it's gonna get a lot of usage all right speaking of sound bites uh, let's get to the top 10 commandments of sports betting and uh hey ron bullish underdog visitors versus a b neutral favorite at home who you picking a a bullish underdog visitors uh visitors versus okay so a bullish underdog vi- visiting me i guess you mean visiting a b neutral favorite at home who are you picking that's um okay a bullish underdog so you got an a type team so that means they're 60 percent bullish means they're five and two six and one seven and oh in their last seven but they're an underdog so they're obviously they're playing a very very good team against a b neutral favorite at home i'll go with the favorite at home I think that's the percentage play right there. Woo, says uh, James S. And he wants a little Ric Flair right there. There you go. You get uh, you get a little Ric Flair in the morning. Bet on, uh, okay, thou shalt not bet big money on C-type teams in the rim report. No, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Why not? Never, never. Why not? Against the rules. Against the rules. Never lay points. Take the points like the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Hello. And uh, take the money line or bet the over-under. Create your own number. That You know what? This is so important. Creating your own number. Uh, betting into a number. Remember, you're not betting Kansas City against Buffalo. You're betting the bookmaker's number against your number. And with the, with the parity in the league. And again, I'll, here I'm going to the uh, the Wayback Machine right now. Seven years ago, when I when I you know was just I was only good. And I want to be great, right? That that should be your mission in life. If you're anything you do, you want to be great at it. You don't want to be good. You don't want to be average. You want to be exceptional. You want to be great. And, um, and when I realized that whatever I was doing in the '90s, early 2000s was working with the parity in the league and you saw a transition in the numbers throughout the last 20 years and i said okay well what am i doing wrong what's going on and it boils down to this it's a numbers game it's a numbers game it's a percentage play and when you bet a and b type teams and that's why i came up with these cycles right bullish neutral and bearish and it uh, it is creating your own number and beating the bookmakers number and uh, I'll, i'll give in a good example in baseball in just one second follow a disciplined money management system never force a pick because you need action on a game nope don't do that don't do that nope never chase losing bets on a bad day bet with your wallet not your heart no you don't do that 
NHL home favorites coming off a one-goal loss, 60% since uh, 2011 and 60% to start the year this season. Never bet against A-type teams who are bullish at home. No, you don't do that. Yeah, the 24-hour rule of betting. Take a day off after a big win. Enjoy the win. Savor the win because you never know when you're going to get that next big win. And never bet on teams who are in a bearish cycle. No, you don't do that. All right, don't do that. Oh, there's my good friend right there. Gloria K is in the house. Put that coffee down. Because Gloria K is a closer, and uh, welcome to the show, Gloria K. All right, uh, let me see here. Uh, good morning, coach. I got a promotion, bullish underdog. Woo! Morning bullpen, and uh, F for fantastic. Uh, a little quick uh, retraction there. Uh, hey, who's Mizzou? I, I, I just uh, turned around. It was uh, retracted, so it must have been a good morning. Um, yeah. All right. So hopefully you're having a good morning. As you can see, I got a, a new uh, a new tool in the in the toolbox, eh? Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one right there. All right. There's the uh, discipline money management system, and uh, what you want to do is take all the away teams, A, B, and C type teams, and find the cycle that they are in, and then look at the units that we recommend. Same thing with the home. The, uh, the cycles and the units right here. And you can get this each and every day right here at ATSStats.com. Hey, we started off slow, but look at that. People are uh, slowly uh, stumbling, tumbling, and rumbling into the bullpen. That's what we call our chat box. All the ramblers and gamblers from internet land are coming in and you can see we got a great community of folks right here and uh yeah so looking forward to ross the boss benjamin at the top of the hour he's got a pick on the uh, jags giants game and we're also going to talk we're also going to talk about numbers in college football nfl and uh, we did a little bit I did a little, I did a little bit of homework but i know ross is uh, that's something he really wants to talk about today so i'm looking forward to chatting with him about that scott champion yawn hello all <laughs> just waking up there you on the west coast there uh, scott hey um all right let's uh, get on with the show what time is it now it's uh, 10 48 so let's get with let's do uh, major league baseball first in fact let me see the schedule i want to stay on top of my schedule oh yeah what am i doing hey we gotta go feed the ponies hey let's go feed some ponies right now we got a good track for you guys today <clears throat> one minute to post time all right, let him out. Get him in. Yep, they're off and running today at Belmont at the Big A. The first race today at Belmont is a 77,000 maiden special weight race, 1235 post time. First race is seven furlongs on the dirt. And uh, we're going to go 425 in race number one today at Belmont. And the four horse tiebreaker is uh, driven by Rendon in the saddle. And you can see tiebreaker today is five to one morning line. The two horse with Dallas Davis in the saddle, our son Jake. Our son Jake is six to one morning line. And we got even steven even money today on the five horse oceans reserve with uh, javier castellano in the saddle today on the five horse ocean reserve and your jokers wild your value play of the day is uh hosey's a hey, josie's thunder josie's thunder with flavian pratt in the saddle the nine to two morning line on josie's thunder and uh, you know what i see an even money so here i'm going to give you guys another betting tip a 101 hey i know you guys like these betting tips if you're going to bet the horses today um what i'm going to do is a, a, a back wheel it's called a back wheel uh, exacta so what you want to do is take the number five horse right the oceans reserve even money it's a heavy favorite right there at one to one what you want to do is put the number five horse to um to come in second 
right? Put then put the field in first. So what you want to do is take all the the field, like all the other horses, put them in first, and then put the um, the number uh, number five horse, Ocean's Reserve, to come in second. So this way, um, you know, if Ocean Reserve comes in first, it's not going to pay. But if he comes in, say, with a, a nice 20 to 1 long shot in the field and he comes in second, well, it could pay something else, right? It could pay something nice. So there you have it. Uh, take that right there. And uh, hopefully it uh, cashes for you today at Belmont at the Big A, $77,000. Nice claiming raise right there. Nice purse. And uh, yeah, compared to the second race, 12500 Wow, look at this. That must be a stakes race right there. Look at the number three uh, today at number three at Belmont. You got a uh, 110000 um, yeah, hundred ten thousand dollar allowing optional claiming race. Wow, that's a big that's a big race right there. And uh, where's uh, I'm looking for Irad? Is Irad already back to? Uh, is he already uh, hey, got too cold for Irad? He's already back at Gulfstream. Hey, that's um, yeah. So that's a big race. That's a big purse. Hundred ten thousand right there. All right, uh, hello all. Who's Mizzou? Yeah, what's with those NHL teams? Mentioned yesterday on the puck line again. I know Vegas was one. Okay, what's uh, was those NHL? Okay, so you want to know the NHL teams? I said to follow. Yeah, Vegas uh, was one of them for sure. And uh, let me go back to my tools, ATS team standings, and the teams you really want to pay attention on the puck line in the uh, first couple of weeks. Flyers, hey, the Flyers last night. Hey, cha-ching, hello. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's overkill now, eh? Show me the money! Yeah, show me the money. Show me the money on the Flyers. Seattle Kraken was a uh, good, um, uh, they could be considered a good one right here. Dallas Stars, you know, they're playing the Leafs here tonight. The Bruins, Buffalo. Buffalo's a nice, uh, nice surprise so far. You got Washington, they're in Ottawa here tonight. Detroit, the, no, I wouldn't play the Rangers, they're going to be a heavy favorite. There's Vegas. And there's Colorado at number uh, number ten. But yeah, so the teams that I mentioned, you probably want to keep an eye on the uh, the money line, on the puck line. Flyers, Kraken, Stars, um, Sabers, Washington, and the Red Wings. Those are teams you probably want to keep an eye out for uh, puck line. All right. Uh, speaking of puck line, let's uh, take a look here at Major League Baseball. Let's go to uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey from Wrigley Field on a beautiful, beautiful day, day for baseball. baseball. Well, actually, it's a beautiful night. And if you uh, hear, um, I know I'm going to sound like, uh, you know, say, oh, he's, you know, throwing roses to himself or whatever. Remember I said yesterday, guys, if you're going to, if you're going to bet that game last night in San Diego, I said, Let, let's, let's pull back a bit here. Let's think about this, right? I said, Philly, you know, the the scrappy team. You know, nobody's expecting them to get this far. Nobody expecting them to win the series, last series. And what do they do in game one? They go into Petco, get that W. And uh, last night I said, you know what? Before, th- let's think about this. Let's let's really think about this. Phillies, you know, they're selling Nola to the mound yesterday, and uh, they're up against Blake Snell, you know, the veteran. And I said, you know what? Are, are we investors? Or are we are we gamblers, right? And I, I said yesterday, I said if you're gonna bet on Game Two of the Phillies Padres game, you're a gambler. If you're an investor, you sit this one out, right? And that's the difference sometimes between gambling and investing. If you sat that one out yesterday, 
hey, congratulations. And so what the, the most important things I say sometimes is the best bet you make is the one you didn't make. And if you didn't make that bet on the Phillies, congrats. But if you had the Padres, congrats because uh, you did uh, you did win. But uh, I did like the Phillies yesterday, but I liked them. I didn't love them, and that's why I didn't play them. Hey, a little rhyme right there. Uh, but yeah, so those uh, that was my thought last night. And hopefully, um, hey, this is why we do the show, right? Sometimes sometimes things go your way, sometimes they don't. And uh, But uh, hopefully I was able to help you guys out with that yesterday. All right, speaking of help, uh, today you got a good pitching matchup here with uh, Framber Valdez going here for the Strolls, going up against Luis Severino. And, uh, you know, yesterday I said this is a bad, bad spot for um, Severino, right? And the Yankees, you know, they're off that emotional Game 5 win. They got to travel. They got to go face Houston. You know, Houston's on a five-game win streak yesterday. Now it's a six-game win streak. And uh, it was a bad, bad spot. It wasn't a good spot. Now you got Severino going up against you know another tough pitcher in Framber Valdez. Hey, Houston, they are peaking right now. Uh, they are a bullish, a bullish against a neutral. A fifty-seven percent chance of winning today. Minus one sixty against um, Luis Severino. Forty-three point nine percent chance of winning for the Bronx Bombers. Fifty-seven point two for the uh, the Astros. I, I I gotta like Astros again. Uh, just Framber Valdez is a tough, tough pitcher to beat, especially at home, right? So uh, I'm gonna lean with the uh, the strolls in this one like them don't love them and uh, six game win streak but uh, if you're gonna play this one beer and pizza money on the astros all right let's get to the nba we got two national basketball association games here tonight and i was looking at my computer picks since the beginning of the year um this is the computer what you see on your screen these are our computer picks and uh, so far you know what the uh, computer picks are record is 11 and 3 hello hey not too bad not too bad for a uh the, <laughs> the computer all right so looking at uh, game number one here today for the milwaukee bucks taking on the philadelphia 76ers who lost their last game 126 to 117 against the uh, the boston celtics and today uh minus four is the line 225 is the total and we do have the uh, sixers winning this one 113 to 106 and an 80 percent chance of winning here on philly and 27.2 for milwaukee and um the one thing before i give a pick on this game i gotta see what the history is between these two teams milwaukee and philadelphia saying their last seven games i'll take a look at that in just one second and then you got the clippers taking on the lakers uh the lakers man is just it just seems to me, and I said this last time, right? Lakers, it looks like a looks like a soap opera team. Just so much drama. We don't talk basketball. We're always talking about the relationships, right? It's always all oh, Westbrook's not happy. Oh, LeBron's not happy. Oh, the, you know, it's just man. They got a, a professional team. You don't want to be known for a soap opera, and unfortunately, that's what I think it's happening right now in the L.A. Uh, the Lakers. Now, speaking of the Clippers, hey, one of my favorite players coming back, Kawhi Leonard, uh, former Raptor. And he delivered. He delivered here in Toronto when he was playing for the Raptors. And uh, you know what? Uh, we, it was it was sad to see him go, but we get it. Uh, it's business, right? It's, it's business. Minus five and a half is the line. Two twenty three and a half is the total. And we do have the uh, the Clippers winning tonight. One fifteen one oh nine. The over under at two twenty four point seven. A fifty seven point one percent chance of winning. And I do like the Clippers here tonight. And um, let me see here. What's the uh, what's the money line? Probably two hundred or something. Let me see. Money line on the Clippers is at two fifteen. Yeah, a little, a little. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, fractions, right? You put fifty. So let's say if you do like the money line today, and let's say you put, um, yeah, let's say fifty bucks. Or let me see. Let me do this. 
let's say you put 50 bucks on it, it's 107. Okay? It's 107. It's like it's like buying Bitcoin, right? You're like buying a part of Bitcoin on the Clippers right there. All right, uh, said I want to look at the uh, the Sixers and the Bucks. I, I just want to see the history between these two teams in the last seven games. So let me go to my regular database, NBA, and let me go to uh, the Clippers right here. Uh, last seven against the Lakers, or no, not the Clippers, Milwaukee. Hey, okay, I'm going to Milwaukee. Where's the Bucks? There they are. And then we're taking on Philly. Hey, Philly, uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be an interesting year in Philly. Let's go last seven. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, six and one seed. That's that's what I figured. Before I pull the, uh, uh, the trigger on that, yeah, owns. Joe, own the Chiefs. Owns. Owns. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I do know. Milwaukee owns the uh, the Sixers. So I think if there's one play tonight, I think it's the uh, the Clippers on the money line. All right, Coach Nell, the under six and a half last night. What's the silver bullet tonight? I think it's the Clippers. I think it's the Clippers tonight uh, for Major League Baseball. All right, uh, let me see if my good friend Ross, the boss, sometimes he's early. And uh, let me see here. Uh, start collab. All right, let me see here. Nope, not here yet. All right, let me uh, start off a bit in the NHL. I got a, I got a great NHL clip. You guys are going to love this. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? And we're having a Molson with Hall of Famer Guy Lafleur, eh? eh? Yeah, Lafleur. That's a, like a real hockey name. What's that mean, eh? Like the wolf? Or the lion, eh? No, Lafleur means the flower. The flower. <laughs> the big paws. Well, like a tough flower, eh? Like a... <laughs> Like a dogwood or a, or a snapdragon, eh? Roses have thorns, eh? Uh, They're tough. <laughs> You're tough. Hey, there you have it. There's my new soundbite for introducing hockey, eh? Hey, the flower, like a tough flower, eh? All right, so you got the Ottawa Senators taking on the Capitals tonight. Minus 120 is the line. Six and a half is the total. We do have Ottawa winning uh, this one 65.2%. Uh, now, what I'm going to do when I give hockey predictions, I'm not going to give out the forecast on the side. I'm going to give you the uh, percentage play along with the total right there all right so 65.2 percent chance of winning for the sense tonight and uh, also 6.43 so we do like this game to go under the total nashville taking on the columbus blue jackets minus 135 is the line six and a half is the total we do have nashville winning this one 60 percent compared to 35.9 for the blue jackets 6.1 is the total on the over under so we do like it to stay under the total anaheim taking on the boston bruins the bruins hey they were down three nothing to the sens on uh, here monday night and uh, they came back and made a game out of it it was seven five the final crazy crazy night a uh, great opening night for the Ottawa centers daniel alfredson alfredson was in the house 59.4% chance of winning tonight on the Bees against the 1-3 Ducks, uh, who are coming off a 4-2 loss to the um, New Jersey Devils. Dallas taking on Toronto. A very dangerous game. You know why? Uh, Toronto coming off that uh, loss, a big loss to Arizona. Uh, they were like minus 5-something in that game, and they lose to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. That's that's um, that's a wake-up call right there. You're going to get the uh, the least best, best effort tonight against Dallas. Dallas 3-0 on the year. Uh, puck line. I like the puck line here on the Stars. LA Kings taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins losing a tough one in Montreal Monday night. They were, uh, I think they were up 2-0, and then they lost 3-2 to the Habs. And we do have a 59.4% chance of winning on Pittsburgh. Hey, look at the uh, LA Kings. They are now 3-2 off a 4-3 win over Nashville. I know a lot people at nashville the other night 
and a 40% chance of winning on the Kings. 6.5 is the total. We got the Rangers beating the Sharks. 69.8% chance of winning compared to 38.4 for the San Jose Sharks. We got Montreal beating Arizona at 69.8% uh, compared to 39.4 for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And then we got uh, the Islanders and Devils. We got 57% chance of winning uh, against 39.4. Let me just see if my good friend Ross is in the, in the house yet. No, not yet. So I, I don't need to rush through this. But once uh, Ross comes in, I'll get him online. 57.5% um, chance of winning compared to 39.4 for the New Jersey Devils. Minus 140 is the line. I do like the Islanders in this one. Vancouver to 0-4. Wow. Eh? Oh, wow. That's... Um... We just got our ass totally kicked. Yeah. We couldn't do diddly offensively <laughs> yeah not a good uh, not a good start for the vancouver canucks and not a good start for minnesota i'm surprised this total is like nine or something like that <laughs> but it's uh what is it at six and a half and uh, minus 175 yeah that's uh you know what vancouver's a better uh, they're, they're a good own four team it's just a bad bad start to begin the year and we do have uh, minnesota winning at 54 percent Carolina taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton's got to fix the goaltending situation, or uh, they'll, they'll be uh, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll be somebody's head's gonna roll right there in the in Edmonton because they, they, they hey they got a stacked team, but they need goaltending. Today we do have uh, Edmonton winning fifty two point seven to forty percent, six point six three is the total. Calgary beating Buffalo. The Buffalo's a hey man. Buffalo's a good start to the year, and this is a gritty, gritty Buffalo team. You know, I know Greg Anderson's a little up there in age and between the pipes, but uh, Buffalo's a good, good team. Watch uh, Buffalo tonight, and uh, you got minus two eighty is the line though. That's a big line on the. Um, uh, let me see. Where's uh, see if Ross is in here yet? Oh, there he is. Hey, how you doing there, Ross? I'm doing okay. Right on, buddy. Just I hey, just some time when I'm talking about your Buffalo, your Buffalo Sabers. Oh yeah, man. That's you know two and one to start the year. It's uh, we'll take it. I mean, their only loss was to the Florida Panthers, which is nothing to be embarrassed about. But they uh, gave them all they can handle in that four to three defeat. But how about the other night at Edmonton as? Uh, a plus 190 money line underdog. Ryan, I'm echoing. I don't know where that's coming from. Okay, just uh, one second here. Let me see if I can uh, turn down my volume. Maybe it's coming through my speakers. One sec there. Is that a little bit better? Um, Still echoing. Yeah, it's okay. We'll get by it. Yeah, I think that we did this last time and it uh, it worked itself out. Hang on here. Let me, um, let me see what... Uh, make sure I got... Because I need the speakers. I got to hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, let me see the collab. Okay. On to, oh, the volume. I got the volume. Okay. Now try now. To, how's that? A little bit better? Yeah. That's fine. That's great, actually. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they, they cashed in as a plus 190 underdog at Edmonton the other night and uh, beat a very good Ottawa Senators team, in my estimation. Oh, you yeah. Know, I was all over Ottawa the other night. Uh, my only NHL release of the year. I just thought that that was a great situation for the Sens playing at home uh, in their home opener and coming off two days of rest. And uh, Boston had, they were playing three and four and they had played the night before against Florida. And uh, lo and behold, what a crazy game though. I saw three to nothing. And then uh, right off the bat in the second period, Boston comes back and ties it three, three. And then Ottawa eventually pulled away. So, uh, great start uh, 
for me there in the NHL. And uh, I think Ottawa is a much is going to be much improved, just like Buffalo. Yeah, oh, I agree, hundred percent. You know, there's. Uh, can you guys hear Ross? I just want to make sure there's um, uh, no sound issue. Yeah, I know my dad. Okay, but hey, I know my dad's Islanders. But who are these Islanders? Ross, the boss, is in the house. Um, can you guys hear Ross? All right. Just want to make sure you guys can hear uh, Ross. And uh, if you guys can just give me some feedback and let me know, because last thing we want to do is do the show and then find out at the end, you guys can hear Ross, but I think we're good. I think, yeah, I can hear him. Um, let me see. I can hear. Can y'all hear? Yep. So I think we're good. I, can you still hear the echo uh, Ross? No, I'm good. I'm okay, good. Um, flurry in the third place all time with 520 victory. Ross sounds good here. Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah. seems like every time we do the show at the beginning, there's a little bit of a hiccup and then yeah. the audio is money now. All right. I don't know what I did, but it worked. But, uh, Hey Ross, here's uh, before we get to the NFL and we talk college football, since, uh, we are hockey guys. Um, I want to, a couple of teams, what I did at the beginning of the year, I, I, I like what Stevie I's doing, uh, Stevie Y's doing in Detroit. I like this young team, and what I did is I recommended to the uh, the bullpen, which I, we call our chat box and in our audience, is take a hundred bucks. It was it was a uh, hundred paid seven thousand on Detroit to win the Stanley Cup. Now I'm not asking them to win the Stanley Cup. I just want them to make the playoffs. They make yeah. the playoffs, and then you start hedging. Exactly right. right? Yeah. So what do you think of that uh, bedging? Oh, I think I think that's a nice move. Here's the thing, Ron. We're talking about Ottawa. We're talking about Buffalo. We're talking about Detroit. They play in an extremely tough division. I mean, could could any of those teams crack the top four? I mean, we're talking about uh, Florida, in Boston, in Tampa Bay, and Toronto. Uh, is there any of those four teams that you see right now that can be had in terms of the top four playoff spots in the division? Like you mean out? Like yeah. Well, what? I mean, as far as look, it, it, for example. <clears throat> You're Tampa Bay, the, Ottawa. Who's the other one? You, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, and um, Florida. Florida. Top okay. four, have have been the top four teams in the division, I think, for the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, for example, last year Buffalo finished fifth in that division, and um, they were over twenty five points out of a playoff spot. Uh, my my question to you is. Um, not that I'm trying to take over oh, yeah. the show, yeah, yeah, but it's I'm just good. interested in hearing your, yep. your feedback on this. Okay, so you're making a pick like Detroit um, and saying, let's take a shot at them winning the playoffs. I'm not telling you they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but we, we could hedge. My question to you is, which one of those four teams that have been so dominant in that division can Detroit overtake? Um, you know, so... And the same thing goes with Buffalo or Ottawa. If indeed they have a legitimate chance down the stretch uh, to make the playoffs, which one of those four teams have the best chance of not making the playoffs that I just mentioned? Yeah. So when I look at those four teams you mentioned, the first thing I'm yeah. going to look at, because anytime I handicap uh, NHL playoffs, it's the opposite of, of handicapping regular season. And when I handicap regular season, I go forwards, defense netminder and when i do playoff i go netminder defense to the fours that's the way i look at it right yeah. and when i look at the defense and i look at the goaltending of the tampa bay vasileski i look at toronto samsonoff and matt murray doesn't really give me a lot of confidence swayman and allmark in boston and then bobrovsky and uh, spencer knight in florida i don't like the toronto goaltending situation 
if there's one team right there that that um, that really scares me, makes me nervous, it's the Leafs. I just don't like that. I know they got a lot of offense, uh, but it's the, the goaltending. It's just a big, big question mark. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The, that's my and thought on that. You mentioned Craig Anderson. I mean, look at Buffalo had a losing record last year, but uh, when Anderson was in goal, I think they were like six games over five hundred, Ron. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, he's still performing in a great job by Eric Comrie the other night for the Sabres, making his first start or second start actually as a Sabre and uh, stopped 46 out of 48 shots. So uh, Ottawa's goaltending, I think, will once they get Cam Talbot back, that'll straighten that all out because he'll, he'll brunt the majority of the load. Uh, Detroit's goaltender, Ron? Uh, Huso. So, and they got Nadelskovich. So, okay. uh, yeah, they got, they, you know, Huso was in St. Louis last year, and then Nadelskovic used to be with Carolina. So yeah. I, liked, I liked the goaltending situation. That's why I like this team. And uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, – and then they picked up David Perron from Minnesota, St. Louis, which was their, one of their top goal scorers in the second half last year. So I like what Stevie Y is doing in Detroit the, with the Larkins, the Raymonds. Yeah, this, this team is, is going to be fun to watch, just like the Ottawa Senators. Young – hey – it's it's young when you got the young guns and you know the young legs. Uh, that's why I mean, you look at McDavid. They they it's a skating league now. It's not like when we watch hockey, clutch and grab, and you know yep, ten fights yep. in the first period. <laughs> yeah. those, those days are over, man. This is high flying hockey, and it's 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 a lot of fun. And you look at like some of the games now. You know, back in the day, the games were a three three twenty. Now they're like two and a half. They're done. You know, so yeah, 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 because of. Uh... The, the reduction in, in the fighting penalties. Yeah. I mean, hockey, I mean, they're playing sorting hockey. those things out. <laughs> man, oh, man. You know, there, there was times where there was three separate fights going on on the ice at, at the same time, you know. So, yeah, one yeah, of our- I, I like to I, look, do I miss the element of fighting? Um, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, I like the occasional fist of cuffs when it's called for. Uh, but, the days of just that quote unquote enforcer teams can't uh, carry a guy that's just an enforcer unless he could play, you know, if he, uh, Zach Cassian, for example, from Edmonton, uh, you know, here's a guy who could drop the gloves with the best of them, but he could also, he, he could also chip in 40, 50 points a year, you know, yeah, yeah so like a Lucic, it's, it's right? To find those type of players though, Ron, you know, yeah. Lucic in his prime, right? Yeah, Lucic in his prime. Yeah, right. absolutely. One uh, Scott says Detroit's head coach, uh, Lalone, Derek Lalone, uh, Lightning assistant coach, last three to four years, he's a winner. Yeah, yeah, I believe in that. I believe, and that's one of the things I always talk about this show is you follow winners, right? Uh, yeah. Winners win, and it's important to me uh, when you have a pedigree of a head coach who's won. It brings a different culture environment to the room, right? Yeah, but I mean, here's uh, I mean, here's another example, and this is off uh, subject here. But when you're talking about assistant coaches coming from a winning environment and a winning culture, Brian Dable, the head coach yeah. of the Giants. I mean, you know, what was the Giants over and under on regular season win totals? I six, I think six and a half. Yeah. They're five and one right now. It's uh, unbelievable. We're talk about those later. I think it's, in my estimation, it, it, it's a little bit fraudulent five and one, but we'll, you know, uh, they're a great story. Oh, by absolutely. the same token, to go into a situation that he inherited, okay, without a top quarterback, even though I think Daniel Jones isn't as bad as everybody made him out to be, but I thoroughly believe he developed Josh Allen. Look, Daniel Jones is never going to be close to Josh Allen, 
But what you want to do is get the uh, best version of Daniel Jones, and I think that Dable will get him get that from him. Um, yeah, it goes hand in hand. I didn't mean to go from hockey. Oh no, no, that's pro. a great transition right there. And yeah. let's stick on that. Let's because it's one of your plays this weekend uh, between the Giants and the Jags, right? That's uh, one yeah. of the games you like. And yeah. you know what? Being a quarterback coach and knowing the relationship of the offense coordinator, and if he, if the offense coordinator is also a quarterback coach, that relationship with the quarterback, there's a trust factor because anybody who's, who's coached football, played football, knows that every position coach plays a big role on the team with their players because if the position coach you know goes to a coach's meeting he's fighting for his guy right yeah. and he's fighting for his guy and then if the, you know another coach will say something well yeah, but he's you know, every time we go to that game the quarterback hey if the quarterback's there to fight for his guy and you know the db coach fighting for his guy and the receiver and, and there's a, a camaraderie that and a, and a friendship and a trust that takes place between the position coach and the player that knowing that okay you know when you go to talk to the head coach or you go to the offensive meeting make sure you got my back because I, I know i can do this and i want you know and i got a feeling dable is one of those guys who'll fight oh, for yeah. his guys right oh yeah that's what he has that reputation of doing so he'll also <laughs> chew you out on the sideline too i'm okay I mean, with that he did it with josh allen yeah he did it in the season opener yeah with daniel jones so and i think the new york media and the new york fan base uh really endears itself to that you know, because they I got goosebumps thinking of it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, when I saw that first person yeah. I thought about New York was Parcells. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I exactly. saw whole crap. He's he's ripping Phil Sims right here right on national TV, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah by 100%. That that's um and you know, hey, it, it, football, you know, like John John Madden used to say, you want to get to the championships, you got to walk through the sewers. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it's just it's sometimes you, you got to it's it's not it's not picture perfect and it's not a Picasso. It, you, sometimes there's going to be ugly wins, sometimes there's going to be uh, lucky wins, but you're playing 16 games of a collision sport. And then, and people who's who's been involved in football, and you've you, you've co- like I don't want to use the coaching angle too much, but if you see even as a fan, you see it up close, the hitting that involves uh, that takes place on the field, it's it, it can be brutal at times, right? Yeah. Oh, so well, look at uh, Tua, you know. Yeah. Uh, in, in his situation, uh, you know, that's that's a very concerning situation, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly. And it was handled horribly uh, by the team specifically and a rookie head coach yeah and a rookie head coach yeah no you know um you know here's the thing too ron nfl games this year yep how about 56 37 and one to the under which is uh 60.2 percent to the under and people have asked me and and i'm interested to hear your opinion on this because of your your coaching background um, even though you coached in C- Canadian football, you understand the American concepts as well. Uh, what I've noticed, here's what I've noticed when people ask me, why are we seeing this? Well, number one, the numbers have been real high. Uh, they'll continue to come down if indeed this continues. And it's eventually, as we both know, Ron, and as you tell the people all the time, things like this will eventually even out. Um, I don't know if they'll be exactly 50-50, but I will go out on a limb and say it won't be anything close to 60% on the unders. Now, in terms of what I've seen and what I want to hear from you is what I've noticed is a lot of teams now have gone to that cover two shell yep. defensively. 
keep everything in front of you, force a quarterback to be patient uh, down the field. And then when we get near the red zone, we tighten up. Okay. So the bottom line is, is, is with that type of defense, a, I'm seeing a lot of quarterbacks to become impatient with that and force balls into coverage, trying to make a big play that's not there and either turn the ball over or waste it down. Um, and then uh, when you get into third and short, all of a sudden these quarterbacks have, who are seeing these covered two shells all year, uh, they're seeing man in third and short where the best possible play is uh, to run the ball to get the first down in terms of analytics, but they're going against the analytics and challenging the one-on-one coverage. And that's because you got one-on-one coverage doesn't mean that you're automatically going to complete a pass. No Number one has to be accurate. Number two, uh, your re- receiver has to win. Uh, so I, I'm just curious. I mean, that's the only thing I observed that I could point to from uh, uh, just my perspective, why these unders are occurring at the rate they are. So number one, um, you nailed it right there. These, these, um, these cover the cover two, and I was watching this game on like this game on Monday night between the um, uh, the Chargers and the the Broncos. Is it was like three and out, three and out, three and out. It was like nobody was going. It was all dink and dunk passes. It was all running, and nobody wanted to take that shot downfield. And it's just that's the one thing I've noticed is like how come there's there's no vertical game here. And the thing is, and you talk about um, number two man coverage. The thing in man coverage, you know what beats man coverage is, is, is crossers. It's the horizontal game. It's not the game Lance. that's vertical, yeah. right? Vertical, yeah, yeah you, it's when you want to take a shot. But if you, the the best way to um, to get rid of um, uh, to get your receivers open in man coverage is play the horizontal game. More of the crossers, more of the digs, more between the hashes, right? Uh, between the both hashes, not not between the hash and the sideline. You know, that's that's just good for like if, if you want to go deep or if the DBs are giving you uh, you know a great cushion then you take the uh, the ding and dunk stuff right but yeah. um, can i interject just yeah. one second though, yeah. ron have you noticed that a lot of times when teams do go man because the quarterbacks don't see it as much as they used to they chomp it a bit and try to go for the big play instead of what you just alluded to and that too but what i'm noticing also is a lot of the de- uh, defense coordinators are disguising a lot of their um uh, their blitzes a lot of their their coverages when you got defensive ends showing that they're coming in and next thing you know they're trying to take away the slant and they're going they're backing up five yards these these are the the the, the, when people talk about football they talk about the evolution of the game they're always thinking offense it's the defensive guys who've really evolved in on, on the on the defensive side of the ball again when you got defensive linemen out in coverage now but when you look at the the prototype like you you think of guys like reggie white back in the 90s you know thick guys right and now yeah. you're getting guys like remember when javon curse came in yes. uh luke uh, pierre paul the yeah freak. the freak you know but these guys are all all guys who are tall slim but they can bend that's the one thing. The first thing when you go to a camp and you see a defensive uh, end or a lineman, you say, you know, is he, if he's playing like uh, at, at uh, the end, can he bend? That's the one thing. You know, how's his bend? Can he bend? Can he dip and rip? Can he get under? Uh, and Von that's Miller. Von Miller is a perfect yeah. example. Yeah, right. well, you know, they call him the closer, right? Yeah. And if well, and I mean, he's not a big guy. He's not thick. He's just he, he's he's uh, big by our standards. Okay, but in terms of uh, comparisons to what we used to see, 
you use Reggie White as an example, Bruce Smith, the same thing, yeah. you know, so. Same body prototype, right? Yeah. And yeah. One, one of our uh, audience members uh, saying this is great information, especially on turf, athleticism. And that's the, the next thing that has evolved. This off-season training that players are doing now, they're going to specialize uh, training camps, and they'll even leave the city to go train in another city, and they'll even go to an altitude to, to get an advantage. Like the training that the players are doing now off-season – is unbelievable yeah. compared to when, like, say, the 90s or 2000. They've taken to a uh, – but it's chasing the Benjamins, right? No, no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but the, yeah, the, the, the whole game has evolved. But uh, going back to the, the questions uh, on offense – you know, look, look at the teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this. I think you're gonna talk about the unders. You, you talked about it. Ross. There's ten teams right now in the NFL that have a five and one record to the under. And when when I mention these teams, Arizona, Dallas, Denver, Tampa Bay, Giants, Rams, Colts, Bills, Bengals, and 49ers. They're yeah. all five and one to the under. All those teams that we mentioned, look at their coordinators. Look at their defensive players. Like, and, and then you look at the offensive side of the ball, right? You got Kyler Murray. You know, he's not getting, you know, he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. You know, in Dallas, it's, it's either Cooper or Dak. You know, Denver, Russ ain't cooking right now. Tampa Bay, Tom's getting a little bit older. But the thing what I'm finding with Tampa Bay is that the, the, when you, it, you play like you practice, and I would love to see how they practice. Who is at practice? Because if their receivers are not at practice, you can't just, you know, care on game day. That's one thing I always tell our team. You can't just, you got to care Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and not just on Sunday. You got to care the entire week and prepare the entire week. And I think Tampa Bay, what you're seeing is you're seeing a reflection on how bad they're practicing during the week. And when you're hearing stuff, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, going to a craft's wedding and all that during the practice week. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say, too. I don't think Brady's got his head screwed on right with everything's going on off the field. I don't want to get in. No, no, no. Yeah, I. I, but I hear you saying. But, but I mean, look at how he's playing this year. I mean, what kind of – we're not talking about one or two games. We're talking about six games now. Uh, You have to draw some sort of conclusion that part of that may have to do with all this off the field stuff. You know, I mean, you can't be going to a wedding in the middle. You, it's not like you had a bye week. You know what I mean? When, when you did this. And you're playing a professional team, right? Yeah, uh, but, taking a leave of absence early in, you know, during uh, training camp. I mean, it all adds up to uh, your your uh, problems offensively. And the other thing is, Ron, a lot of those teams, Arizona is a perfect example you just mentioned. Um you know, you think of Arizona going into the year, you think of a team that uh, is electric offensively, you know, because of Kyler Murray. Well, to me, Kyler Murray has reached his ceiling. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to get any better. Okay. Uh, he's not, he's not uh, Justin Herbert from the Chargers, who's got a tremendous upside. He's not Josh Allen, who continues to grow. He, you know, there's numerous quarterbacks that I can name that are much better. Uh, and have a big, bigger ceiling than what you're getting from uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, having said that, not to get off track, but a lot of Arizona's numbers early have been in the high 40s and low 50s. You know, so and the same with all those other quarters. You know, Brady. Uh, people love to bet Tampa Bay games over because Brady. You know. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 
And you don't think the bookmaker knows that? Yeah. You know, bookmaker, first thing they look at, who's the quarterback of that offense, right? And when you look at the, the these 10 teams I was talking about, look at the combination of quarterback to receiver. You know, Arizona, the, the, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, is he back? You know, is like he hasn't yeah. been around for a while, right? And Dallas, yeah. you know, they get rid of um, uh, the receiver who went to the, the Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, he was yeah. their big playmaker, play, you know, down the field, right? And C yeah. uh, D Lamb, he drops more balls than I don't know what. Well, not only that, now he's getting the brunt of the attention. I mean, he was real productive when you had Amari Cooper getting doubled all the time. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you're the one getting doubled, and when you are getting the opportunities, like you just said, Ron. Uh, you're you're dropping the ball on occasion, you know, which you can't have. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no. Points, I, buddy. You know, the other thing, Ron, too, is I want to just bring this up while we're on that topic. Is back in the day, you either played a three-four defense or a four-three defense. Yep. Uh, on occasion, on third down, you would bring in an extra defensive back. Well, more teams, and bu- I'm going to use Buffalo as an example too, because they're not the only team doing it. Uh, Buffalo's standard defense right now is a uh, 4-2-5. I mean, they play two linebackers with Milano and Edmonds. And the nickel guy, uh, Taron Johnson, uh, he's considered a starter. You didn't see that in the old days. Okay, so that's another preventative measure uh, of taking away the big play. Yeah, and... and, um... Uh, you made me made me think of something right there. I was gonna say, oh, um, Aaron Rodgers. What did he do? What did he just come out and say this week? Why don't we dumb this down a bit? Why are we so complex on offense? Why you know you got two rookie receivers and the and he just basically just told his offense coordinator, how about we take some plays off here and, and just shorten the playbook and let's just do the basic fundamentals right. That's what I got out of his sound bites. It's like oh, yeah. why are we we making this so complicated? Let's just you know dumb it down a bit and let's get back to fundamentals. That's what yeah, I got right. from his message. Yeah, I, you know, and he also mentioned that he hopes the Packers do something at the trade deadline yeah. for a wide receiver, which I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, look, for many years we saw this with the Packers. Uh, they go into the ad, Dom, Devontae Adams and seven other guys you never heard of on the roster at wide receiver, and two of them ended up being prominent players because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but it's not so much just because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because, again, like Amari Cooper, you had that deep threat that Devontae Adams uh, presented. Uh, you had that guy on the outside that demands double coverage. They don't have that right now. Who scares you, a, a wide receiver? You know, so I think that Green Bay is a victim of their own confidence uh, in the front office because they've seen Rodgers turn no-name receivers into household names. Yep. And then if you notice, on a lot of occasions, um, they go elsewhere and they're not nowhere near as productive. <laughs> well, I, I think this year um, they ran into a situation where uh, Rodgers can only do so much of what he had, and they're sorely, sorely missing Devontae Adams or that threat on the outside. Yeah, it, I say it all the time. Batman needs Robin. 
And right now, yeah. there's no Robin in Green Bay. I right, uh, got uh, people are enjoying the uh, conversation here, Ross. They're saying uh, the game has gotten faster, and guys are more multi-role players. No preseason, you know, only what two games in the preseason now. So yeah. um, that's a good uh, that's a good uh, quote right there. Uh, Brady retiring short term shows he was on the fence. He came back because he doesn't know how to cope with life after football. Hey, when wow. you've done football your whole life, um, and that's all you know. Sometimes yeah. it, it, it takes time to, uh, uh, to you know, <laughs> it's like when I left the military and they say, okay, welcome to civilian life. You know, you're a civvy now. Uh, it's the same thing. It's, uh, you know, when you, you've done that your whole life, right? That's what, yeah. that's all you know. Um, well, you know, I mean, if, if our wives told us that, um, look, I've sacrificed enough. I've supported you in your career. You either have to cut back or get out of the business completely, uh, yeah, that would bother us, okay? But not to the, the degree, we're not in a position where, oh, well, you know, I love you, but take a hike. I'm making <laughs> $25 million a year, you know what I mean? I could live with or without yeah, you. Here's so your coat, what's your hurry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, All right, yeah. buddy. And I think, the, by the way, I think the viewer who commented on that is right on. I yep. mean, it's head, like I touched upon earlier, is not, where it needs to be or has been in years past. So yep. uh, yeah, he's on the fence and he's playing like he's on the, still on the fence. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get to that giants and Jacksonville Jaguar game. That's a, uh, that's an interesting matchup this weekend in Jacksonville. The Jaguar is a three point favorite. 42 and a half is the, uh, is the total right now. You got the giants five and one on the year, Jacksonville two and four after a, you know, a couple of big wins at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, to, let me see here. They beat the Colts. They lost to the commanders and then they beat the Chargers. But then, um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the, the, the wheels are falling off. What, what do you got for us on this weekend there, Ross, on this game? Well, I can guarantee that most of the, the betting public, when they looked at the opening lines on this game um, and they see the current line, they're probably asking themselves, how could Jacksonville be a favorite? They've lost three in a row. Um, they're two and four on the year. And they're minus seven turnover differential during this current three-game losing streak, which is horrible. Um, and they're facing a Giants team that's five and one. Well, I mean, this is where I tell you, you have to think like an odds maker. I've said this time and time again. Yeah, um, if it looks too good to be true in sports betting, uh, the majority of times it is. Yep. And this is one of those examples. Look, the sports books aren't generous. Uh, they're not going to give you a soft line. So Really? Yeah. <laughs> As it is, they're doing well to start anyway because – NFL underdogs this year are 51, 39, and three against the spread. And if they're NFL underdogs of four and a half or more, 27 and 15 against the spread. That's good for uh, 64%. What's that tell me? This, the books are doing fabulous. Yep. Because when underdogs and unders are winning, Ron, they're making a killing. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to this game, uh, I just don't think the Giants are as good as their five and one record. I think that they're a great story. Um, and, and I think that uh, their defense is overachieved. And a lot of that has to do uh, with their defensive coordinator that came over from Baltimore. Uh, great defensive coordinator. His name escapes me right off the bat. Maybe one of the viewers could help me. Oh, uh, Wink Martindale? 
Wink Martindale. Yeah, yeah. how could you forget a name like that? Yeah. That's a great name. Wink, wink. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then look at NFL teams playing at home, and their point spread is plus three to minus three, and they're coming off three or more losses in a row, with the last of which came. Uh, where they failed to cover as an underdog, and they're facing an opponent like the Giants that are uh, have a win percentage of 625 or better, and they're coming off three wins in a row. Uh, really, really rare situation, okay? And, and the gist of that is uh, plus three to minus three, coming off three losses in a row versus three wins in a row, and facing a winning team with a high with a very good win percentage to boot. 7-0 straight up in ATS since 1986 for the home teams in that situation. 10.7 points per game. So uh, it, it was interesting to me because I said to myself when I really dabbled into my database, Ron, was there can't be too many situations where a team who lost three in a row is a favorite over a team that comes in with a three-game win streak. Yeah, but good this point. This is one of those unique situations, and when it happens, the few times it has, look, seven times since 1986, that's seven times in what, 37 years? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and each time the home team that had lost three in a row and is coming off a, a game in which they failed to cover as an underdog, uh, which Jacksonville did, and they're facing a team 625 or better off three wins in a row, 7-0 and straight up in ATS or home teams in that situation. Additionally, uh, the Giants, by the way, I mean, they did win their opening game at Tennessee as an underdog. Um, but uh, after having a stellar record as an underdog for a few years, the Giants fell on hard times last year as an underdog. And they're just 1-5 straight up in ATS in their last six as an away underdog. So I don't know, Ron, I'm just using my contrarian mindset here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars here, minus the three, a two and four team off three losses in a row, minus three over a team that's five and one and have won three games in a row. Yeah, no, I, I Dave Ross, th this this is what I call a Fraser Crane game, right? It's a market psychology game. Like, yeah. what is the bookmakers telling us? And you said it, you know, seven times since what '86, you said. Yep, like that's unbelievable. That is, you know, like in a team on a three-game losing streak playing a game with a three-game. And look at the teams that the Giants played: Ravens, Packers, and Bears. What's the first thing that comes to mind right there? Their defenses, right? Uh, they're probably going to come in a little bit battered in this game. And um, you know what? I, I agree with you. I think that uh, you probably go against the public in this one. And, you know, everybody's going to love the Giants and they're going to get a lot of money. But uh, I think Jacksonville, and you're getting, what, plus uh, or minus three? Yeah. yeah. it's um, Yeah, and I mean, look, at the Giants beat Baltimore last week, right? They came from a double-digit margin down late in the fourth quarter. And uh, Baltimore gave that game away. Uh, they outgained the Giants. They outplayed the Giants just at the most critical time of the game. And that's why I've never been a big Lamar Jackson fan uh, is because I just don't think he's in the upper echelon. You know, he gets sacked and stripped in the last two minutes of the game and gives the ball back to a team that was struggling to move the ball had less than 300 yards of total offense in that contest. And yet they were able to come away with a win. So uh, I know the big ragu's not going to want to hear this. <laughs> I think the Giants are a great yeah, yeah. story. You know what I mean? I yeah. really do. I, you know, I hope that they make the playoffs. I hope that they have a great year. I like Brian Dable. I like what he's doing there. But 
Um, let's not get carried away because obviously the odds makers think like me. This this is a five and one team that's not really a five and one team. We're not convinced. No, no, I agree. And look at this. I'm looking at the scores and I'm doing the math real quick. Yeah. Every game is a one possession game. Yeah. Like yeah. you, like twenty, even twenty to twelve. You know, you, you two point conversion is eight. To me, you know what that is, Grant? Yeah. It's good coaching. Yeah. When you come win more one score games than you lose. Uh, yes, the players have a lot to do with that, but. Yeah, you, you show me those types of teams, and I'll tell you a team that's well-coached, is well-disciplined, and is playing within their means. You yeah. Know? yeah, I think Brian Dables' halftime adjustments are uh, they're, they're, they're awesome right now. All right, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That, that, that line makes no sense. And whenever it goes one way, what do we do? We go the other way, and I'm, I agree yeah, with I you. Mean, to me, it's a sucker play to wake. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I might, you know, I might yeah, eat my words by saying that, but uh, you know, if the same situation happens next week, I'm going to say the same things. Yeah. I'm not going to waver from that because, like I said, in sports betting, Ron, if it looks too good to be true, most times it's not. It, it is. I'm I'm sorry, uh, but there are times it's not. So. You know, small portion, but there are times it's not. All right, let's look at the other side of the coin, the underdogs in college football. You wanted to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, last week, Ron, uh, college football underdogs went 39-12 and 12 against the spread. Amazing. I don't know if I've ever remembered uh, <laughs> in my time doing this where there was one week with such domination by the underdogs. And uh, again, if if they were an underdog of 16 and a half or less last week, those teams went 36 and nine against the spread, which is 80 percent. Just unheard of. And I know that you love this kind of stuff, because I remember when we used to do the shows before you would bring all your charts out. Yeah. And you're a believer when stuff goes heavy one way league wide it usually comes back the other way. Oh, yeah, and I got it up right now. I know you can't see it, uh, but I got my SBI up right now. And last week, 75, depending on the lines, 75% of the underdogs and then 23.1% of the favorites. It's just, it's, it's, and you know what, Ross? This year has been a crazy year, college football, NFL. I don't know not so much about college football, but um, NFL. And when I get into these, you, you start scratching your head, right? And you say, in the way I've been adjusting, is you know sometimes I go a little bit contrarian of my my the way I think uh, the way I think it's going to be, and when I do that I, I I restrict the number of plays that I play. Like instead of if I have like uh, say five or six plays a weekend, I'll scale down a bit until I get to my my workable uh, margin number that makes me feel comfortable. But yeah. it's just right now that because I say all the time on the show, you, you can control what goes up, what goes down. The only thing you can really control that you have control of is the amount of money you're going to bet on and how many games you're going to play on. Yeah, you know what, Ron? Aaron on the side of transparency. Yeah. Um, I went one and five in college football on Saturday. Uh, when I got done, which is very kept, rare for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, even rarer if, if if you think about this, I very seldom give out a majority of favorites. I had six favorites on Saturday. Yeah. Go figure, right? When when it, they go thirty nine and twelve against the spread as underdogs. Yeah. But all all six of those games had a line of 14 and a half or less, and I won all six straight up. So usually in that scenario, the worst you're going to do is three and three. 
So, but you know, uh, like what happens on certain weeks, sometimes you get a lot of lucky breaks and other times you don't. Hey, and that was one of those situations. And you know, folks, I beat on my chest when I win. Ron's the same way. Yep. Uh, and we tell you when we're, we're having a difficult time and Saturday was a difficult time. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? 63.5% uh, of the favorites won last week, but only covered 23%. How yeah. crazy is that number, Ross? Yeah. Well, that the underdogs, like I said, in the NFL are doing okay, too. Uh, I had it rough 51, 39, and 3, which is close to 57, just a shade under 57%. Um, so that's well, another thing to keep in mind. Well, just you know, to show you, just to show you how crazy that number is. And I know you can't yeah. see it on the screen, but the viewers can see it. Um, I'll, I'll give you the, 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 since week one or week zero, that stupid week zero and that, uh, ATS, I'll give you the, the straight up factor favorites. And then I'll give you the ATS. So week zero, 80%, 50% covered, 84%, 56% covered 75, 48, which is, you know, still a big yeah. margin. 78-55, 78-44, 72-48, and then that crazy week last week, 63-23. So you can see that the uh, the, the margins. You're talking about college football. College correct? football, straight-up factor yeah. and with the ATS factor. Well, the other thing to consider is the straight-up versus ATS in college football. Uh, again, Ron, you could speak better to this than I can. But off the top of my head, because there's so many monster, massive favorites in college football yeah. on a weekly basis that you don't see in the NFL. If an NFL team's a double-digit dog, it's news, right? Yeah. Uh, in college football, you know, go through the card and you'll see, oh, I would say 10 to 15% of the game minimum, uh, somebody's more than a touch, uh, three-touchdown favorite. So those numbers are always going to um, be drastic. I don't know if to that degree in college football as opposed to the NFL, but you could speak better to that than I can. Yeah, I'm just bringing up my chart now on the um, the ranges of favorites yeah. and underdogs. Um, I got the NFL right now, and right now in the NFL, underdogs of seven to nine and a half, and I know you got this number too, uh, eight and two in the year for 80%. Um, and I'm looking for volume, right? I'm looking for yeah. volume. Uh, I'm waiting for the college number. You know, when I do this uh, chart right here, I got to wait for the good. It's, it's so heavy. You know, people ask me, how come you don't do college basketball? I'm saying, I'm just lucky my server doesn't crash on college football. <laughs> college basketball is enormous. Oh, folks. God. I, I, just I, to I, give you an example, there's 131 teams playing division or FBS football, uh, the top division in college football. In college basketball, there are, 353 teams, I believe, playing Division One college basketball. So, uh, it, yeah, Ron, uh, yeah, you would crash. Yeah. All right, so here's what I got, Ross. Uh, so far this year in college football, 75.5% yeah. of the favorites have won straight up, covered 47%. Underdogs have only won 24% straight up and covered 50%. Now, when you break it down a bit here, look at this crazy ratio. Favorites of 18 to 20.5 uh, or 15 and 6 for 71%, but only covered 38% of the time. Um, favorites of 14 to 17 and a half, 
78% win percentage only covered 40%. Um, you know, the, <laughs> you don't, I don't see too much green in the, in the favorite columns, but like you, you, you were alluding to, alluding to the favorites, uh, winning at a high, high clip straight up, but don't cover. And that tells me the bookmaker is doing a really good job uh, of doing the numbers on the favorites. And then they're, they're making money. Like you yeah. said. Yeah. I mean, you look at the big favorites now, most of those are, um, you know, it looks like an obvious pick kind of thing uh, in college football. <laughs> hey, Ross. Again, I'd be interested to know what those figures are in the NFL if you haven't. Seen yeah, I do have them. Um, check this out just for funs and giggles right here. Favorites of 20, home favorites of 21 or more this year, 108 and three. <laughs> and they yeah. covered 54%. I just, you know, seen a volume of 111 games of 21 or more. But uh, uh, NFL, uh, let me bring up my NFL chart right here. And uh, let me just give one second. All right. So NFL, um, is there any specific range you want to know about? Or, Well, I already mentioned that NFL underdogs of four and a half or greater are 27 and 15 against the spread this year, 64.2%. But my, uh, my question to you is using the same um, equations used in college football in terms of straight up wins versus uh, favorites who win straight up, how how often do they cover? I, it's going to be uh, probably same along the same lines as college football, even though we mentioned that there's a lot more big favorites in college football, obviously, than the NFL. Yeah, favorites in the NFL uh, winning 60.2% of their games and covering 42.5. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, which is in the NFL, I mean, that doesn't seem as impressive as – is what Ron touched upon in college football. But again, keep in mind, folks, there's a hell of a lot more games on a college football week than there are in NFL week. And the parity in the NFL is drastically different than the top heavy uh, uh, college football uh, slate. Yeah. Hey, man, this is a heavy, heavy morning, hey, of uh, numbers crunching. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got a headache. <laughs> I got to take a nap after this. Holy Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm mentally it, exhausted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Ross. All right, buddy. Um, college football this weekend. What are you looking at? What are you looking at at NFL? Well, I'll have five games at least on Saturday, uh, probably four or five in the NFL on Sunday. Just a friendly reminder, folks. Yes, I'm coming off a three and four week in the NFL. It was a real rough week for me last week. But, you know, um, you know, I, I, I tell it the way it is. But still, in the NFL, 24 and 14 to start the year. Uh, that's 63%, folks. My primetime games, which are the Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night standalone games, have gone 12 and 3 this season. Uh, my NFL 10 star top plays, which are the equivalent of a best bet, uh, 7 and 0, perfect 7 and 0 in the NFL this season. College football, I'm two games under 500 after how many weeks we played so far. Very disappointing to me, but I, I know myself. I usually go on a tear at some point in college football, and I'm I'm assuming that means the rest of the way for me. So uh, keep an eye on that, folks. You know, I can take you to water, but I can't make you drink. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can get all my picks at atsstats.com, right at Ron's site. Uh, Ron's better at describing exactly how you can do that on his homepage. Um, and uh, I would highly encourage you, folks, the NFL and college football this week. I'm looking at a big week. Um, if you don't want to bet that many games, keep an eye on my 10-star top plays. They've been cashing at a high rate for a lot of years. 
So, and, and this year's no different. Yeah. Hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And yep. uh, folks, if you go to ATS stats, you'll see picks, look for Ross Benjamin. And then once you purchase his picks, you'll see a red button at the top of your, uh, your page that says picks I bought. Those selections will be on that page right there. So as soon as you buy any of these selections here at ATS, Ross or myself, Look for the red button that says Picks I Bought. Click on it, and those selections will show up on that page. All right, Ross, say it. You know what? I always look forward to Thursday because, you know, when you do a show alone, it's fun to have somebody else in the room to talk to. Hey, eh? yeah. I know Rusty's on the door here outside waiting, but it's always nice to talk, talk to another person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Ross, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Yeah. You know, um, and, and we uh, we we both have that analytical mindset when it comes to sports handicapping, and we do it in a different way. But there's like they say, and to use an overused cliche, uh, there's many ways to skin a cat. And uh, I enjoy our conversations, and I enjoy the viewers out there. Thank you for uh, watching, and thank you for supporting Ron's show. I appreciate it very much, and I appreciate all the kind words that have come my way. Awesome, Ross. Yeah, no, you're a big fan here in the chat box. Good record, Ross. The thumbs up. So you're getting a lot of love here at the uh, from the bullpen. All right, Ross, have yourself a great um, college and NFL weekend, and we'll see you back here next uh, Thursday on a Thirsty Thursday right here at the Rain Report. All right, buddy, have yourself a, a good day. You, you, uh, you knock them dead as well, my friend. All right, buddy. We'll see you next Thursday. All right. Take All right, care. folks, that's Ross Benjamin. You can find Ross each and every Thursday right here at ATSStats.com. And uh, Ross gave us some pearls today. Hey, a lot, a lot of wisdom there from Ross Benjamin. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a big loud one today. I, I know I'm, I'm killing this one. Today. I'm overbeating that, uh, that sound bite, but it's still a good one. All right, uh, what do we got next on the show? Let's uh, talk about um, the ATS calculator. Let's go to the... Uh, 80% club. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? <laughs> how silly is the 80% club? 80% club is where you find the trends right here. And always remember, trends are your friends, but they don't pay the rent. And let's go to the NBA. We're getting to, now that we got a couple of teams coming off situations in the National Basketball Association. Look at this one here. The under, 10-1. and 1. Speaking of the under, eh, Ross? 10-1 and 1 for the Sixers as a home team. No, that's a wrong one right there. Sixers, 9-1 and 1 as a minus 3.5 to 6.5 home favorite after division game the last four years nine and one coming off a division game the last four years and look at this anytime the Sixers are at home um, three and a half to six and a half point home favorite coming off a loss the last five years 21 and three straight up and that's a, a pretty good record and that's a courtesy of your friends right here at atsstats.com all right that was the show today and uh, i want to thank ross the boss benjamin of rbwins.com for coming on each and every thursday and uh, sharing uh, uh his information with us and uh yeah hey you know what it's always fun to have ross here because uh, the one thing with me and ross once we get into these uh these heavy number crunching we always spin off ideas and uh one buddy says it should the same to be a dog tonight against the fish yeah let's take a look at that game let's take a look before i uh punch out hey punch in punch out and tonight you got the the saints taking on the cardinals and you got two c-type teams right and uh what do we always say about c-type teams no you don't do that you don't do that oh no never never why not against, against the, the rules, rules. 
You know, you're stupid when you do that. Well, I don't know if you're stupid, but uh, I know Amazon's probably uh, Amazon's probably wishing they get a good game here tonight with some offense, right? So the Lions one and a half. The over/unders at 45. We got a 23-21 victory for when the Saints come marching in. Uh, actually, the Cardinals. So hey, I wanted to sing that anyways. But uh, yeah, so we got 23-21 for the uh, the Cards and uh, the over/under landing on 45.2. Um, looking at this game here tonight, uh, you, you know, you look at the uh, the um, Arizona Cardinals coming off a couple of tough uh, games, 19-9 against the Seahawks, 20-17 uh, against the Eagles. Hey, that's just a field goal right there. They beat the Panthers. They, uh, they lost to the Rams. The Raiders, 29-23, and uh, 20, uh, home opener, 21-44. And we look at the Saints, 26-30 last week against the Bengals at home. 39-32, so they had two, uh, three straight home games. This is the first road game for the uh, the Saints in uh, since September 25th. I'm going to go Arizona money line. I like Arizona money line. Don't uh, if you like the uh, the Saints, take the uh, the plus money. But uh, I'm going to go Arizona plus uh, money line. Sorry, money line on the Saints and uh, pizza money. Hey, just pizza money. I wouldn't go crazy with that. College football gives me a headache, says Gloria K. Uh, lean Arizona, but I can't trust them. Eh? Um, yeah, you know what Mike Singletary thinks about uh, the uh, Arizona game right here? I'll give you that in just one second if I can find the uh, the soundbite. Yeah, here's here's what Mike Singletary thinks of Arizona. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. And on that note, that is the show today for a Thursday, Thursday, October 20, 20th, not 20th, first, so it's the 20th. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I'll be back here on a football-friendly Friday. In the meantime, shop for value, play those percentages. I'll see you back here on Friday with another Raymond Report. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey from Rigby Field on a beautiful day for baseball. To be the man, you gotta be the man. Joe own the Chiefs. Owns, 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 owns. I don't know. Struggling. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Three cash, homie. Holy cow! It's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. What the hell's going on out here? Woo! If you smile, but the rock is gone. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack.